Hello and welcome to Listen, Learn and Code, the podcast where you can learn coding while doing something else, like cleaning your room or watching cat videos. In the previous episodes, we've already mentioned that TypeScript can be configured in certain aspects. So before we look at even more built-in types, let's see how TypeScript configuration works. So get ready and let's get started. When using the online playground, you can open the configuration options by clicking on the tsconfig tab above the editor field. Most of the settings are boolean true or false options represented by checkboxes. You will also see short explanations for each of the settings. If you need more information on a certain setting, you can look it up in the reference documentation that I've linked in the show notes. When working with TypeScript on your machine, you can specify configuration settings in one of two ways. The first way is to provide command line parameters when you invoke the TypeScript compiler TSC. A more convenient way is to use a configuration file. To generate this configuration file, you can execute the following command. TSC space dash dash init. This initializes or generates the file tsconfig.json. This file contains about 100 configuration settings, together with short explanations on their meaning. Most of them are commented out, which means that TypeScript uses their default value. If you want to change one of these settings, you can simply remove the comment marker and adapt the value. The JSON format itself doesn't allow comments, but TypeScript makes a useful exception here. Now let's take a look at the most important configuration settings. With the target setting, you can decide the ECMAScript version for the transpiled JavaScript files. The default for this level is ECMAScript 3, which is very conservative. This ECMAScript version was released back in 1999. The TypeScript manual currently tells us that you can safely use ECMAScript 6 instead. This version was released in 2015 and is supported by all modern browsers. If you know your clients well, you can of course use an even newer version instead. The advantage of newer versions is that they produce shorter and more performant JavaScript code. The target value in the generated config file depends on the version of the TypeScript compiler that you have installed. A nice thing about having a tsconfig file is that it makes compilation easier. In the previous episode, we compiled our Hello World program using the command tsc hello.ts. In most cases, your program will grow and have more than just one source file. What you could do is list all your source files as arguments to the tsc command. So for example, if you have a source file named hello.ts and another one named foobar.ts, you would invoke the command tsc hello.ts foobar.ts. But of course, that will get tedious soon. If you have created a tsconfig file, all you have to do is execute tsc without any arguments. The TypeScript compiler will then automatically search for all source files and compile them. As you start working with multiple source files, you will probably notice something else that annoys you. 
by default, the JavaScript files are generated next to their corresponding TypeScript files. Usually, you want to have generated files at a separate location. This way, you don't mix them up with the manually edited files, and it's easier to package them up for distribution. Suppose you have a folder called dist in your project, which is short for distribution, and you want the JavaScript files to be generated into this folder. For this, you have to set the configuration option called outdir, which stands for output directory. Now you have your output files neatly together in a dist folder. What if you also want your TypeScript files together in their own src folder, which stands for source, next to this dist folder? You can create this folder and move the TypeScript files there, and the compiler will still find them. But if you look into your dist folder again, you will see that it now also contains an src folder, which doesn't look very nice for a distribution. You can solve this by setting the configuration option root dir to src. So much for the folder structure, and on to the next important configuration option. With the strict setting, you can activate a whole bunch of other options that deal with strict type checking. There are currently eight related options that usually default to false. But if you set strict to true, the default value for these eight other settings also changes to true. When you start a new TypeScript program, you will probably want to enable strict mode to get the most out of TypeScript's safety features. That's why the generated tsconfig file explicitly sets strict to true. If necessary, you can still disable some of the related options later. So, for example, you can explicitly set two of these eight options back to false to disable them again. If you migrate an existing large JavaScript program to TypeScript, you might want to go the opposite way. So you activate these eight settings one by one and deal with the new warnings step by step. The most important option that is contained in strict mode is no implicit any. Huh? To really understand this option, we have to know what the any type means, which we will cover in one of the next episodes. In a nutshell, the type checker basically ignores everything that has the any type and doesn't warn you if you do something wrong. And with this option, you can prevent that the any type is used implicitly in certain cases. So setting no implicit any to true is a good idea if you haven't activated the strict option. The second next important strict family member is the option strict null checks. When this option is turned on, TypeScript helps you to prevent null pointer exceptions. We will see examples for this option when we take a closer look at the null type. If you prefer a more dangerous null pointer experience, like in Java for example, you have to leave this option disabled. A final option that is not covered by the strict family is no emit on error. If you enable this option, the TypeScript compiler refuses to generate JavaScript code as long as there are errors reported by the TypeScript compiler. So the default value is that TypeScript produces output even if it thinks that you've made a mistake. This is possible because in TypeScript, type checking and transpilation are basically two independent steps 
even if they are both done when you invoke the TypeScript compiler. This default setting is useful for migrating existing JavaScript projects because you can enable additional checks without breaking your build and deployment pipeline. So, to sum up what we did in this episode. We learned how to configure TypeScript both in the playground and on your local machine. We saw that the generated tsconfig.json file contains comments, even though they are not supported by the JSON format itself. And we learned about the following configuration settings. Target for the ECMAScript version. OutDir for setting the folder for the generated JavaScript files. RootDir for adjusting the hierarchy inside the output folder. Strict for activating eight other options in the strict family. No implicit any for preventing the implicit use of the dangerous any type. Strict null checks for preventing null pointer exceptions. And no emit on error for disabling code generation in case of errors. And that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode, which concludes the first batch of episodes for this podcast. If you wish to hear more of this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give it a like, or drop me a message. If there is enough demand, I'll be happy to hear you next time on Listen, Learn and Code.